With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Thirty-one questions for the Mukmanoon. Have you ever cried as of sins you have committed? Inshallah. The Shaitan ever make you feel like the past can't be repented? Do you really love Allah, or just words that you utter? Do you feel like your innocence has been drained by the gutter? Yes. Can you love sooner and still love to backbite? No. How many days you woke up Muslim and kafir by night? Allahu If you was on trial for being mukmin, would they have enough evidence to convict you? If you die right now, how long would it take for the Ummah to forget you? Can you answer the questions in the grave, or do you have to study for that test? Allah, I hope so. And what will be the words you utter at the moment of your last breath? What are you prepared to sacrifice for the Sunnah? Did you ever take part in spreading the vicious rumor? If so, how far did it go? How many people really know? On the day of judgment, how many mukmans you gonna owe? Why are you the last of Juma and the first to leave? Is that an indication of how much you really believe? Why do you say things out of your mouth that's not in your heart? Don't you know mukmans live in the light and kufars live in the dark? How can a month go by and you miss every salat? Where is your desire? Ah, uh, look, boldness you show for the fire. Muslims and Muslims, feel the Lord for more hopeful dreamer. It's either heaven or hell. Mock B or the Dajel. Allah or Shaitan. Fly girl novels or ayahs of the Holy Quran. Standing on street corners at the end of the block or at the mass shed making salat. You can either listen or turn your head. Because this earth is a paradise for the grateful dead. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Inna lil muttaqeena mafaza. Hadaika wa a'naba. وكوائب أترابا وكأسا دحاقا لا يسمعون فيها لغوا ولا كذابا جزاء من ربك عطاء حسابا رب السماوات والأرض وما بينهما الرحمن لا يملكون منه خطابا السلام عليكم 
Michael Saland. Brother, you heard the Dean Over Dunya show? Dean Over Dunya. That sounds familiar. Wait, hold on. Let me think. Dean Over Dunya. Dean Over Dunya. Yeah. Dean Over Dunya show. Y'all heard about that joint. My man hosts that joint. Safe or hot. Marshall. So you like the joint? I love it. What's your name? Noah. And what they listening to? Dean Overdunia. So how they come? Michael Sinead. Dean Overdunia. 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 The number one Islamic radio in America, alhamdulillah. Before we begin, like always, we want to give praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and send salawat upon us that be the Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And alhamdulillah, nasta'inuhu wa nasta'firuhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuhuri infusana wa min sari'ali ma'lana min yadihillahu fulaa mudirala wa min yuklu fulaa hadiyala wa isharu wa la ilaha illallah wa akihu la sharika la before I begin, I'd like to say all praise belongs to Allah. We seek his aid, we seek his guidance, we seek his help. We seek refuge in Allah from shaitan and his minions, and we seek refuge in Allah from the footprints of shaitan that will lead us to health and law. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our sins, our faults, and our errors. And whoever Allah guides, none can lead astray. And whoever Allah leads you straight, none can guide. And we bear witness without any hesitation, any compulsion, that there's no God but Allah. We bear witness that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is his last prophet and messenger. As what follows, tonight's show, alhamdulillah, is marriage is the key. Is the key to success in this life. Is the key to success in the hereafter, inshallah. Before we begin the show, we want to make some announcements for the Dean of Dunya movie for March 10th, 7 p.m. Um, if you want to reserve tickets, you can in advance because tickets are selling out. So get your tickets, reserve them. Inshallah, all you got to do is call the number 267-357-3682, inshallah, to reserve your tickets. But the Dean of Virginia movie, inshallah, will be world premiere at the the Pearl Theater, uh, March 10th, 2016, 7 p.m. Inshallah, may Allah bless that with much success. Allahum Amin. Now, so tonight's show is called Marriage is the Key. And we're living in a time when a lot of Muslims don't want to get married. A lot of Muslims don't look at Marriage is one of those things that will bring happiness. Many Muslims look at marriage as a burden, some type of derailment to their happiness, you know. What we don't understand, as Muslims living in America in 2016, it's very easy to walk the path to Jahannam to tread that path to Jehannam because it's a, it's a path that's surrounded with desire. It's a path that's surrounded with freedom. 
it's a path that's surrounded with with uh pleasure. And it's a path that's surrounded with things that you want to do. This is what we have to understand. The messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said that this dunya for the believer is a prison and for the disbeliever is Jannah. That statement is tremendously true. People believe that they're single and not married. They can do whatever they want to do. They can come in the house whatever time they want to come in. They can go see whoever they want to see. They're free. But that's not the attitude of a believer. That's the attitude of a person who wants to be on the bad side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who wants to cross that boundary that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set up for us as Muslims to be successful in this life and in the hereafter. Marriage is a is a is a cloak. Marriage is a protection. Marriage is not only that, is a is a role that's easy for Jinnah. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger said that marriage is complete half the deen. And the other half is the hatakila, fear Allah. Brothers and sisters, I need for you to sit down and think about this show tonight because it's very important to the survival of the Muslim population here in America. Because a lot of our Muslim sisters and a lot of our Muslim brothers have been poisoned with the seed of betrayal. And a lot of that is because of their own fault, not no one else's. It's their own fault. And the seed begins when a person indulge in some type of haram act. Because through haram comes bad experiences. Through haram comes um, traumatic experiences, you know. And it leaves some type of disdain on the heart of the individual. So Muslims in today's time want to remain single. They don't want to get married. They think it's a burden. They think it's a burden that is not worth the price of admission. But they're wrong. Whoever believes that marriage is not worth their price is wrong. The Messenger of Allah, so the Son of clearly said in the Hadith, we don't believe the Messenger of Allah, so the Son is a liar. We don't believe that the Messenger of Allah, so the Son was telling us anything that goes against the benefit of our own souls. The Messenger of Allah, so the Son said this. He said to the female, he says, if the female gets married, for all of the females to really pay attention to this. Because all of you claim that you want paradise. All of you claim that you don't want to go to hell. All of you claim that you love Allah and you want to follow the sunnah. This is the claim that we make. But the Messenger of Allah said that if the female, if the female practice the five pillars of Islam and do one extra thing, get married and obey her husband, she is guaranteed paradise from whatever gate she wants to enter. Guaranteed paradise. Just that hadith right there alone should be sufficient to motivate the masses of people to want to get married. But I'm going to tell you what happens on the way along the line. I'm going to tell you exactly what happens. We as human beings do not know what we want to make us happy. We don't know. We think we know. But we don't know what it takes to make us happy. Somewhere along the line, a female meets a man that she believes is to be a a, 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 a good man. And she invests her heart and her soul in this man. 
She invests everything that she has to muster as far as her, her loyalty, as far as her commitment, as far as her, you know, her everything that she can muster as far as her emotional status, her spiritual status. But she invested in something that didn't guarantee a good result. So therefore, the investment was bad. And she lost everything that she invested in it with no return. Everything. That's like someone walk up to you on the street and tell you that if you give me your whole life savings, I can invest your money and tomorrow you'll be the richest person on earth. And they tell you, and it sounds so good, it sounds unbelievable. And it sounds like, all right, he, he, he knows what he's talking about. But then it gets no investment. And then they make promises to you. Listen, if you give me more money, I promise you everything that you gave me before, I'm going to double that. I'm going to triple that. And you keep giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, and you get nothing in return. And then that person just leaves you. When that person leaves you, you are in the state of shock. Now you can't trust any anybody anymore. So therefore, you're more comfortable being by yourself than you are with trusting a person. But what we have to understand is this, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only thing and his messenger are the only things that we have to complete have to put our complete trust in. Anything else, anything that's human form will hurt you. It will violate that trust. You can tell your best friend your secret and tell them don't tell anybody and they're going to tell people because you can't trust no one truly but Allah and his messenger. And your love is only given because the person loves Allah and his messenger. That's it. We invest our love and our time into human beings, and they're not going to satisfy us. They're not going to give us a, a good return and in our investment. So therefore, you love truly fisi bidilah. That means if that person is doing what they need to do as a Muslim, you love them. But if they're not, then you withdraw from them. You don't hang with them because they're not pleasing to Allah, so therefore they're not pleasing to you. I understand that you watch movies like Jason's Lyric. I understand that you watch movies like Poetic Justice and you watch Love Jones and all of these love movies and you think that this is what love is about, but it's not. That love don't exist. Not in reality. That love do not exist. What we have to understand is that our happiness, our complete satisfaction comes through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only Allah can bring happiness. Can't no female bring happiness. Can't no man bring happiness. And the fact that you let that individual who hurt you in the past stop you from getting married from your husband or stop you from getting married to your wife, they have more control of you than they ever had over you. Because while they live in their life, they have families, and they multiply through the earth, you remain single because you're afraid. The only thing that we feel is the law subhanahu ta'ala and we put our trust in the law and we go with the flow. That's it. You can't achieve anything by being afraid, by taking a step. But you have to trust in the law subhanahu ta'ala then take a step because the law 
the Philadelphia will not let you down. The fact that you remain single and the fact that you remain unafraid is, uh, afraid is because you don't trust in the law. That's a fact. You don't trust in the law of Philadelphia. This is the problem. And this attitude is hurting the community of Muhammad, sallam, undoubtedly. You have many fractions of Muslims who are not married. But see, the crazy part is this. This is the ironic part. People don't want to get married, right? They don't want to get married. They don't want to make that, that, that vow and that commitment before loss of Venezuela. But people want to act like they're married. People want to do married people's things. So this is the, this is the, the, the rules and the plot of shaitan. This is Shaitan all up in it. And the, due to the fact that this is our condition, this is our state, problem is normal in the community, then you know the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come for surety. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when illegitimate children are born, that's the, that's the normal society, then look for the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the hands of those children. Because every human being, every human being has the right to be born legitimized. Because the Sharia was established to protect five things, and one of those things is lineage. People don't have a problem calling the master, asking the imam, can she give an aqiqa for her son, who she don't have, a, she don't know who the father is. They feel no shame in that. And the Messenger of Allah says, if you have no shame, then do what you please, do whatever you want, because this deed, the center of it is shame. People hide their faults because they're ashamed to let, to let people see it. People don't do certain things because they're afraid, they're ashamed. If you have no shame, you do what you want. You know that the mercy of Allah has been taken from the Ummah when you see more Muslims without any shame. The best Muslim sister that you know that covers from head to toe with a niqab and a kimar and the overgarment on, you can go to Facebook right now and see her undressed. The, some of the best Muslim sisters that you know of. You can go to Instagram right now and see her undressed. If you just throw back 100 pictures, 100 weeks. Some of the best of us. Some of the best brothers you know, you can go to his Instagram and see him in the club. Full sooner, pants above his ankle, but that don't stop him from being at the bar. Some of the best of us. So there's a, it's a crisis in our Ummah. One of those ingredients to eliminate the crisis is marriage. Because the man, as the provider, he be so busy trying to save his family from the fire, he don't got time to go hang out with his buddies because he got to protect his wife. He got to protect his daughter and his son. He got to teach them. He got to provide food on the table for them. But due to the fact that he's unmarried, he don't have anybody to be in protection of or to take care of. He's out there doing whatever he wants to do. Blowing his money. We are in a serious, serious state. This is not a game. Young people are dropping dead. It's a phenomenon that young people from the age of 20 to 30 are dropping dead, having strokes and heart attacks. A 17-year-old pregnant girl had a heart attack, shoveling snow. 
You think this is a game? You think the rapper Velocity is, is 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 not coming? If we collectively don't stand up for ourselves and try to fight to gather the hellfire, then all of us is going to go. Because the law of Sephenis Island don't need any of us, but we need a law of Sephenis Island. You see a lot of Muslims in the city of Philadelphia, but it's delusion. Because with all of our numbers, we can't accomplish anything. No unity. Can't, can't support Muslims. No support amongst the Muslim community. I put a Facebook status up, right? And I said that until drug dealers are no longer a viable option for Muslim sisters to marry, then we will never have better kind in this community. Then the Muslim sister said, well, they marry in drug dealers basically because they don't want to marry brothers who sell oil use and incense and turtles. So basically, this is the mentality of our community. But wallahi, I swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any Muslim, any Muslim on the face of the earth that sell incense and oils or turtles in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves them. Why? Because they are doing something fisi bidi you know something is wrong with the Ummah of Muhammad when we can criticize a person who sells incense and oil use and turtles because he want to feed his family. And we elevate and marry drug dealers. You know something is wrong with the Ummah of Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How far have we become low? How far? When we can criticize people who are out there trying to get their wrist feasibility lab, we criticize them because they don't have the, the, the desire to sell drugs and cocaine and crack. They'd rather stand on the corner and sell incense and oils and whatever loss of penalty island provide them is sufficient. We criticize them. Who they only trying to get their wrist from a loss of penalty island just like the rest of the animals on earth. But the people who actually destroy the community, the people who actually shoot an innocent bystanders, the people who actually destroy the community by turning crack babies into crack babies and crack mothers, while they living high and mighty with their nice cars and fancy clothes, we love them. But the people who actually do something that Allah loves, we hate them. That's how far the community have gone. This is where we're at. This is who we are. Allah. The message of Allah Sallallahu He stood up at night for hours. Asking Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to forgive his community. Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to admit his community of Jinnah. This is what the Messenger of Allah sallallahu done for us. What are we doing? What are we doing for the community of Muhammad sallallahu Except riding the backs of the Sahabas. Except riding the backs of the slaves that were brought here in chains and shackles. 
and were raped and murdered and were burned alive and was amputated. What are we doing for the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu except inviting their coattails? We haven't done anything. When we die and our bones are crumbled up into ashes, there's not going to be people after us to say those people in America and Philadelphia, you know, they 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 was the, the the forefathers of Islam in this country. They not they not going to say any of that. They're going to forget us because we was part of the masses of the Kufar. We joined them. Whatever they love, we love. Whatever they wore, we wore. Whatever they talk and how they talk, we talk. We didn't speak like Muslims. We stopped speaking like Muslims. We stopped acting like Muslims. We stopped dressing like Muslims. We stopped going to the masjid and hang out with the Muslims. We wanted to be with the Kufars. We stopped supporting the Kufars. We stopped supporting the Muslims, I mean. And we love to support the Kufars. And the Muslims that was out there actually doing halal work, we criticized them. You go to a sit-down now and you tell a sister, yeah, I saw innocence and oil, she laugh at you. Laugh at you. Because you out there trying to do something that Allah SWT loves. But if you tell her I'm a street pharmacist, then she will marry you because she knows she can get a high dowry. This is what we're dealing with. This is who we are as a community. The Muslim sisters, doesn't, they don't value righteousness. They don't care about that. Forget how many prayers you make a day. Forget how much you love Allah and his messenger. They don't value that. They don't value the light of Allah that you have in your heart. That doesn't mean anything to them. They value how much money that you, that you make every day. And they value other things that have nothing to do with getting them to Jannah. It's all about the dunya. If you can lead her to paradise, that doesn't mean anything. Because the minute you stop benefiting her material needs, she's going to leave you with the dust. Because she's not loyal. Muslim brothers don't value, they don't value sisters who love Allah subhanahu ta'ala. The sisters who love Allah subhanahu ta'ala they stay unmarried because they can't find someone who love Allah equal to they love Allah, Sapphina Zayla. This is what we're dealing with. It's unbelievable. What type of community that you have when the brothers in jail who are doing 10 to 15 years in prison they have more of a chance marrying sisters than you do and you out here and you work in FCBD land. What type of community is that? The brothers in jail can't do nothing for them. Nothing. They are prisoners of war. Captives. They got to be told when to go to sleep. They got to be told when to eat, when to wash up, when they can speak to their loved ones, when they can pray. They are slaves. And they have more of a chance to get married than people on the street that's working halal jobs. What type of community is that? What type of sister that can look into the prison system and see that man as a viable option, as a leader for her and her family? What type of community is that? How far has the community have sunk? What type of white kill will marry his, his daughter or his sister or his ward to a person that's a criminal? 
Because that's his man. That's his buddy. So he don't care about that sister. All he care about is that his man is cool. That he got a female on the outside that's going to take care of him and send him commissary. That's going to take care of phone calls for him. That's all he care about. But her as an individual, he don't care about her. Because the minute Allah subhanahu do release him by some miracle, he married some other sister that was also visiting him and also taking care of him. But then we blame the community. What is our own personal choices that we are making that's destroying the community? This is why marriage doesn't last more than a week. Because the average Muslim don't have any chivalry. They don't have any honor, any loyalty. You can have a conversation with a Muslim for a whole hour. You can talk about your dreams. You can talk about your goals in life. And then the next day, this person has a totally different attitude. You're like, where, where did this come from? We just talked about our, our life. We pulled our hearts out to each other. Where all did that go? Because they're empty, keeping the word, keeping the commitment, that doesn't mean anything. People break their word like it's nothing. There's no honor in the community. We used to be a community of honor. The reason why Islam came to the Sahaba, because the Messenger of Allah said they were people who kept their word. If they said that I'm going to say a thousand Allahu Akbar is a day, they're going to do it every day from the day they made that promise to the day they die. They're going to say a thousand Allahu Akbars. And if they couldn't keep their word, they're going to make toba to Allah and repent for it because it was it was difficult for them to break their word. That's why Islam was given to the Arabs because there was people who kept their word. If they say they're going to be Muslim, they're going to be Muslim. They're not going to just take their shahada because there's something to do. If they want to be Muslim, they're going to do it. They're going to live it until they die. Persia can say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad or Rasulullah, and rob you blind. He can sleep with your wife. He can steal from you. He can shoot you and kill you. He has no regard for this for anything about you. Because when he made that oath to Allah, he didn't mean anything to him. This is the community that we are living in right now, and it pains me, it burdens me that the majority of the new shahadas, wallahi, they never would have, they never going to experience what the true Islam is about. They're never going to smell the fragrance of what true brotherhood is about. The sisters will never embrace what true sisterhood is about because the majority of the sisters backbite, they slander, they conniving to one another. You call the average sister with some dirt on another sister, she can't wait to hear it. She can't wait to spread it. Community that we're in. That a person can deem you insignificant because you don't have on all black. They can deem you insignificant because you don't go to a particular match and you're insignificant to them. That you don't even have a right to be given the salams. This is the community that we're in. And it's a shame that our new shahadas have to go through that. People coming to the dean thinking they're going to get brotherhood and sisterhood and they get nothing but pain and misery. And they cry and they leave the dean because they have more joy as a kufar in the church than they have with the Muslim sisters and Muslim brothers. This is the community that we're producing. And if we don't change it, all of us, 
that all of us is collectively is going to be punished by loss. We are being punished. We're being punished because our, our, our children are leaving the dean, joining gangs, popping Percocets. Our children are becoming homosexuals and lesbians right in front of our eyes. So we are being punished. And we see it every day. And now one person is going to stand up and die and stand up for their soul. You're not going to fight for your soul. You're not going to fight to purify your heart. You have every answer to every key in life, which is the Quran. You have every example of how to live that life, which is the Sunnah. Yet we are way behind. Way behind. Kufars are speaking about Islam more than the Muslims are. Every day you hear on the TV the Kufars talking about Islam, but you'll see no Muslims talking about Islam. No Muslims giving dollar. You see the Christians and the, and, the, and the Jehovah Witnesses get up every Saturday, 7 o'clock in the morning to spread their kufr. But you see no Muslims walking the streets in Philadelphia telling you about Allah, telling you about his messenger. Do they believe in Allah? Do we believe in his messenger? Or do we doubt what we believe in? Or do we doubt what we believe in? That's the question. The Messenger of Allah, so there's something saying in a very important hadith. He says, in the last days, the Muslims, they will be weak. And the enemies will come around all the Muslim nations like a big buffet table. And they would ask one another, well, what do you want today? You want this nation or that nation? They would pick and choose like a buffet. So the, the Haba asked, well, Messenger of Allah, he says, is it because we will be weak in numbers? He says, nah, la, you will be strong. There's two billion Muslims on the earth right now. We're strong in numbers. You will have wahin in your hearts. So the Sahaba asks, oh, Messenger of what is wahin? He says, love of the dunya. And hatred for death. We become too comfortable in the life that we live in. We'd rather sit at home and watch cable television than go out and tell the world about the loss of Penitentiary. We'd rather sit at home and play games and watch games than go outside and tell the world about the loss of Penitentiary. We'd rather chill and watch Netflix, Allah and His Messenger. We have become too comfortable because we are in love with the dunya and we're not in love with this deen. We're not in love with the akhara. We're not even in love with each other. Wallahi, if I go to a Muslim brother house right now, I'll pick any Muslim brother in the city who don't know my face, who don't know my name, and I knock on that door and I say, brother, May I get something to eat from you tonight? Not only will he look at me with disgust, not only will he look at me with disgust, but I will be fortunate if he don't go get his gun to threaten me. And all I did was ask him for a bite of food, a piece of food. And that's 99% of the Muslims in Philadelphia. If you knock on that door and say, can I get a bite to eat? They're going to look at you like you're crazy. 
And if you say, listen, it's cold out here, zero degrees out here, the weather, do you have a place for me to stay for a night? He won't call the cops on you. When you have a community like that, Wallahi, what type of better car can you have in that community? What type of blessings can you have in that community that if your Muslim brother who you say you love, Fisi left, you ask any party on his phone, do you love your brother, Fisi left? Do you love your sister, Fisi left? But if they knock on your door, you will not let them stay with you. You would think something is wrong. You would not give them a plate of food. How can that be love, Fisi left? How was that love, Fisi left? that you couldn't put up your brother or sister for one night for the pleasure of Allah. But you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is favoring you and blessing you because you have the luxuries of life. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you what you want from this dunya, but you will have no portions in the hereafter because you can't even answer the questions in the grave. When you stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Yom Kiyom, on the day of judgment, and he asks you about your time and how you spent it, what are you going to say? I was watching Netflix three hours a day, the news. When he asked you about your money, oh, I was selling drugs and cocaine. My husband was a drug dealer. We bought the fancy things in life. What do you think? You what do you think is going to happen to you when those questions are asked like that? You don't sit down and think about these things. Think about death. You don't think about death. If you think about death. Trust me, you and your whole perspective of life will change. Visit the grave. Maybe once a month you should go to a cemetery and really sit there on the grave and, and contemplate what is going on in that earth? What is happening to those people in that earth? You should really think about that. Maybe you should go to the emergency ward or the, 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 the terminal cancer ward. And see people who was diagnosed by the doctor with terminal cancer that they have a few weeks to live or a few months to live, and look in their eyes and see that they look at you as a gift, meaning that you have full life. You don't know when you're going to die. You have health. Yet they know that they're going to die soon. They wish they didn't know that they was going to die. They wish that they can get up and walk around and live life without no cares, no cares in the world about death. They look at you and say, I wish I, 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 wish I had that time. I wish I didn't know. But you don't, you don't realize how beautiful and how much of a gift that is. You don't appreciate the time that you have. You rather remain single. You'd rather remain fornicating and not getting married and make a loss of dollar happy. That doesn't that don't you don't that doesn't please you. A lot of people don't like the word obeying. But do you like the word jahannam? Do you like the word sahar? Those are names of jahan the hellfire. You know what hellfire is? Because obviously you must think it's a game. Do you know what hellfire is? There's a place in hellfire called grief, the valley of grief. You know what grief is? You know when a family member closer you die, that emptiness that you feel, that you can't eat, you can't sleep, 
You don't care about no football game. You don't care about nothing because the lost medal have lifted that veil of reality to you. You know what that grief feel like? It's a valley in hellfire called the valley of grief. Then imagine feeling like you feel with someone close to you die, but imagine intensifying that by a thousand. This valley is so devastating that hellfire itself seeks refuge in the law. Seek refuge with the law a hundred times a day from the valley of grief. You know how serious that is? The hellfire seeks refuge in the law with the law of a hundred times a day from the valley of grief. That's just one valley. That's just one valley in hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa warned us about it. Warned us about hellfire. Yet we think it's a game. There's no such thing as hell. This is what Muslims say secretly because of the actions that they're committing. They've got to believe that there's no such thing as hellfire. There's no such, I'm not going to never die. Allah subhanahu wa says in the Quran, people are dropping dead all around you. How are you deluded from death? How? How can you live your life like you're not going to die when people are dropping dead all around you? The Messenger of Allah said that, I've never seen the son of Adam deny anything more than the certainty of death. We deny death like it's not going to come, like we can't die, like we're going to live forever. This is why we party like rock stars when we go to the club. This is why we uncovered and covered and uncovered and covered and uncovered like we superheroes. We just constantly take off our overgarment. We plan to take it off. I'm going to take it off my birthday. I'm going to take it off New Year's. It's a game to us. Being Muslim is just something to do when it's not nothing to do. Oh, it's the winter time. Oh, I'm going to cover it back up. This is summertime. I'm taking my guards back off. You got Muslim sisters that are announcing on social media that they're taking their garbs off. She said, I'm taking my garbs off because I can't make it. I'm going to the club, and, and I don't care what anybody say. Then she posts pictures of herself unguard. Brother say, sister, you should fear law. Only law can judge me. <laughs> the attitude. It's, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. The problem is that we take our problems to Facebook and Instagram rather than do a loss of penalty island. If you feel as though a person oppressed you, I guarantee you wake up 2 o'clock in the morning and make do out to a law for 10 minutes and cry. That problem will be eliminated just like that. But you don't do that. You go to Facebook and say, I hate men. I'm tired of men. I'm tired of women. I don't want to get married. I'm tired of these people. But you never take the problem to Allah. If a dog attack you, you don't go to the dog. You go to the owner of that dog if you want retribution. You go to the owner of that dog if you want justice because that dog is, that owner is in control of that dog. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the owner of every human being on this earth. He is the Lord. You go to a law, your problem is going to be dealt with. If you don't want no problem to be dealt with or to be fixed, you don't go to a law. You complain.
I think it's about time that we start being Muslims and do what Muslims do. I think it's about that time. I really do. I don't know about you, but time is running out for this earth. The Messenger of Allah so that some said that this Ummah Mokhul has 1,500 years. We have 14-something. So time is running out. He said that Allah SWT gave this community a day and a half, and a day and a half in the sight of Allah is a thousand years and fifteen hundred days, fifteen a thousand and fifteen hundred years, in the sight of Allah. One day is a thousand years, and a half a day is five hundred days. Five hundred years, I mean. So that's fifteen hundred years. That's a day and a half. That's all we have, and we have fourteen something now. But so you think it's a game? You think it's a joke? Then keep playing. Keep doing what you got to do. Keep doing you. Trying to be like the kufars of this earth. Keep doing it. Don't dress like a Muslim. Don't speak like a Muslim. Keep doing whatever it is you got to do. Allah is going to give you everything you want right now. It's going to make it very easy for you. Very easy for you to live your life in comfort. Very easy for you to, to not care about your brothers and sisters. But all of that... It's going to be paid in full on their judgment, without doubt. Believe that. The Nizan, those scales, they're not a game. They're not a game. You think it's a game. You think that what these Kufars have to offer for us is superior to what Allah SWT has to offer? Fine. That's what you believe? Then live your life. Live it. There's going to come a time that you're going to regret everything that this life done for you and gave you. There's going to come a time when the angels are commanded to grab you by your lying, sinful forelock and drag you to Jehannam. And on your way to Jehannam, you're going to realize, wow, I was on earth for 60 years. I had 60 years to come up with a plan to, to avoid this moment right now. I had 60 years on earth to ask the loss of to forgive me. I had 60 years on 60 years, 50 years to try to get closer to my Lord, and I couldn't do it. I let the life of this world deceive me. And at that moment, it's not going to matter because you realize you're on your way to Jehannam. And Jehannam not going to have any mercy on you. He's not going to care that you beg his pleas, the fire is too hot, none of that. Allah said, he's not going to be, you're not going to be able to put forth pleas. Your mouth is going to be sealed. You can't even speak to put forth pleas. And you're going to be in Jehannam, roasting. When you was a Muslim, <laughs> I said, ain't that ironic? You was a Muslim, and you were in the fire with the kufar. They in the fire because they don't believe in the law. They never took their shahada. That's why they there. You in there because you disobeyed the law after you knew the truth. You knew the first question on the day of judgment was salat, yet you still didn't pray. You knew that you was going to be questioned about backbite, yet you still backbite. You knew you was going to be questioned about slander, yet you still slander. You knew you was going to be questioned about thieving and doing other everything under the sun, yet you still did it. Hello. 
I don't know about you, but I want to fight for my soul. I want to fight for my soul. And I need help. I need the help of a lost penitent island. I'm not a, ashamed to admit that, that I need a lost help. And I want to fight for my soul. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be in the hellfire roasting while my family and my friends are in paradise looking down at me, asking me, how did you end up in hell? I don't want that. And while I'm on this earth, I want to live amongst an ummah that's a real, real community. I want when a person called me and I answer my phone and they say, Say for Hawks, how are you doing? I want them to really mean that. I don't want them to call me out of a courtesy call just to say I called Brother Say for Hawks and say, I want them to really mean that. Is there anything I can do for you, brother? I'm at your service. I need real companions, real, real Muslim friends and family. Because all of this fake stuff is just not Islam. That because you shake my hand and you smile doesn't mean that you're my brother. Doesn't mean that you one was good for me. We have to realize and recognize that Islam is hawk and everything else is bottled. False. If you're a Muslim, you have the best thing in the entire earth. The very best thing at the, in, the, in the entire earth. You have the greatest being that can get anything that you want done. If you raise your hand to Allah subhanahu wa with sincerity, he can get you anything you want. You want to bend? Exhalah. You want that raise on your job that you think you deserve? Exhalah. You want that Muslim brother? Exhalah. You want that Muslim sister? Exhalah. But you don't do these things, though. You don't go to Allah for the things that you want and desire. Why would Allah subhanahu wa not give it to you? Why? He's not like you. He's not stingy. He's not in need of any of those things. He gives it to you freely, easily. All you got to do is ask. And if you ask, if he don't give you what you ask for, he replaced that with something better. Depend on law. But you're not going to wake up tonight, 3 o'clock in the morning, and ask the law to forgive your sins. You're not going to do that, no. Because you know you're going to wake up for fudging. You have absolute dalil that you're going to wake up for fudging. So even if you don't wake up for Tahajjah, you're not going to do that. Because you know for a fact you're going to wake up in the morning. You don't. This talk is not going to bother you because you don't fear hellfire. So this talk is not going to bother you. You're going to hang the phone up and you're going to live your life and you're going to cut on the television and say, you know, that was a, that was a bad show or that was a good show or here's some interesting points and you're going to live your life. You want to live your life the way you've been living it. MashaAllah. Allah truly says that it will, it will heed those who he will for it to heed. I, I want brotherhood and sisterhood. That's what I want. I want Muslims who want to get married, who look at marriage as when we was young, we looked at marriage as something like it was a dream. 
That's what I want. A community of people who get married and have children and stay around and, and we have real brotherhood and sisterhood because if we don't have no brotherhood and sisterhood and people with mercy on one another, they actually care about one another. Something is wrong with us, brothers and sisters. Something is serious wrong with us, and if we don't change it, we are losing our very humanity. Forget Islam, we're losing being humanity. Our human side, we're losing that, and we're functioning on the level of animals. This is how we're functioning on animals, because a reptile doesn't think. You can't train a snake. You can't train an alligator to be your best friend. They don't want to attack you any chance they get. Got some type of intellectual capacity to remember and to sit and to love their owner. Reptiles don't have that. Reptiles are basically functioning off their instincts. Some human beings are functioning on reptile instincts. They don't have any loyalty. They don't have any compassion. You can't, no matter how long you know an alligator, he's going to attack you the moment he gets. Ain't no snake going to be your best friend. That snake will attack you every moment he gets. They are reptiles. They don't have intellects. Cold-blooded animals. Cold-blooded for a reason. Some human beings, some Muslims are functioning on their reptile brain level. But they don't have any loyalty, any desire to be loyal. They want food, they want to rob and steal to get it. They want sex, they sleep with your wife, my wife, they sleep with anybody to get it. It doesn't matter to them. They're functioning on reptile level. That's how they're functioning. And a lot of human beings are on that level. It's called the R brain. The top human being is functioning on the intellect. His life is governed by his intellect and his capacity to think. Combined with his heart, his ability to feel. But mashallah. <laughs> if you want to be a real Muslim, then the first thing that we have to do is make toba to Allah. And this is my advice to you, my wife, my my advice to myself. Make toba to Allah. Ask Allah to forgive you for being negligent of him. He was negligent of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask Allah to forgive you for missing your prayers. Ask Allah to help you become a better Muslim. Do that immediately and do that 3 o'clock in the morning. Get up and say, oh, Allah, I, just, I want to be a better Muslim. I don't know how to do it, but I want to be a better Muslim. Just help me. Help me become a better Muslim. And if you do that and you're sincere with that, I guarantee you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. I guarantee you that. But that's only if you want to be a better Muslim. That's only if you want to get paradise. You want to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're a person who shop online, before you go on Amazon.com, go to Google and type up marketplace. Um, Dua of the marketplace and read that dua before you go on Google. 
Read that do while before you go on Google because the principle is still there because before you buy it for your money, you're making a do while. You have to, we have to be people who are smart that use our brains. Muslims are not stupid individuals. Muslims don't get caught up in the same trap twice. They learn from their mistakes. But that's only if you desire to be a good Muslim that you will get up tonight and make Salatul Tahajj. That's only if you desire to want to be want to be a good Muslim. We have to get better, all of us. If there's Muslim sisters that you don't like, fine. You don't like everybody. But what I suggest that you do is take a piece of paper and write down the names of all of the Muslim sisters and all the Muslim brothers that you don't like. Do it tonight. Make a name, a list of everybody that you don't like. And then every day make dua for those people by name. Oh, Allah, please bless this sister right here. You know, with with, with, with with paradise, and keep making dua for everybody on that listen to you. Love them, because when you just when you love them, then you won't hate them anymore. And if you keep making dua for them, Allah subhanahu wa taala will place love in your heart for those individuals. You're not a bad Muslim because you dislike people, but you're a bad Muslim if you keep going on disliking people. That's why you make dua for them so we law can foster love between y'all. Do something about it. Do something about it. Write their names down. Well, Lord, I don't like this Muslim right here, but I I, I want to make dua for them. Oh, Lord, please bless them with a good job because I know he's not working. Bless them with a good job so he can take care of his family. Bless this brother right here with a good wife because I know he want to get married. Bless him with a good wife. Bless her with children because I know she wants children. This all the Muslims that you don't like, make dua for them. And keep doing it. Every salat, get the paper and make dua for them. After you salam out, get the paper and make dua for them. It may take you five to ten minutes. So what? But if you do that, Allah subhanahu will put love in your heart. And if you don't have no animosity towards any Muslims, then Allah subhanahu will bring you, Allah subhanahu wa will bring you closer to the Jannah. That's what you want. Number two, if you're single and you live in a life of fornication, then prepare yourself for the means to get married. No matter how afraid you are, no matter how difficult that step seems, do it for the pleasure of Allah. Do it for the pleasure of Allah. And I guarantee you, if you do it for the pleasure of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. A lot of you never experienced Iman, never experienced true Islam. So you don't understand what I'm saying because you haven't experienced the community that you grew up in because you took your shahada in the 2000s. You, you grew up in a, in a, in a community that's, that's hard-hearted, community that's quick to throw a Muslim in the trash like a cigarette, but pluck them in the trash. 
hand over golfing for you, but I'm telling you that community that you see is not Islam. That's not the community that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu was breeding. That's not the Salaf. That's not the Sahaba. That's not the Khalaf. That's not true Islam. That's people who are void of good hearts. People who are void of Islam. You have to get from around them. Get from around that poison. They say one bad apple spoils the bunch. But what about a whole tree of bad apples? A whole field of bad apples? You know how hard it is to find a good companion nowadays? How hard it is to find somebody who actually want to pray, who actually want to be a good Muslim? You know how hard that is? Someone who's going to be sincere? Ain't it got to be a good Muslim just to be a sincere Muslim and admit when they're wrong and apologize to the person that they're wrong? You know how hard that is? And Allah. Make Tobal Tobal Law. That's the first step. Because that right there is just blocking the means between Allah answering all of your prayers and you being happy on this earth because you have done something that Allah is displeased with. Either you eat in haram or you backbite or you slander or you're not forbidding the wrong or enjoying the right. You're doing something. Number one, ask Allah subhanahu to forgive you. Number two, anything that can stop your dua from being answered, eliminate that. You don't have to have a Facebook. You don't have to have an Instagram. So if you have one, take down any pictures that are discouraging to your deen. Anything that contradicts anything that you say out of your mouth. Think before you post. Because if you don't think before you post, the world see what you're doing. And you can't say the next post, this post doesn't reflect, my Instagram doesn't reflect, reflect who I am. Yes, it does. It's who you are. If you post Hadith and Quran all day, that's who you love. Trust me, it's not easy to post Quran and Hadith all day because if you love it, you're going to do it. That don't get you a lot of likes. That don't get you a lot of followers. You do it because you love Allah's messenger. But if you want to post for likes because you want the attention, then you want to post anything. If I can take my clothes off and post my behind just to get likes, then I'm going to do it. You see what they do for views? MashaAllah, Dean of Adunia movie will be out March 10th, 7 p.m. at the Pearl Theater. It's not the best movie in the world, not the greatest movie ever made, but it's a movie about Islam and the problems going on in Philadelphia, and it has a message in it. It has the name of Allah in it. It has his messenger name in it, Muhammad Wasallam. It has Hadith in it. It's the first of many Islamic movies to come. Dino was doing a movie is about a movement. It's about a movement. The trial the try to, 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 to let people know that the people that you see out there in the street causing violence, that's not true Islam. That's not true Islam. There are there there are protocols in the religion of Islam. You know, you, you ever, we already have a lot of Muslims already that's not going to support the movie just because they're not going to support it. They don't support Muslims. They don't like me, personally, probably. I don't know. They're just not going to support it. That's just the way it is. If it was uh, some type of kufar process, the wire, 
the Sopranos, they don't support that. But when it comes to Islam, no, I'm not going to support that. Because they think that not supporting it makes them a righteous individual. Yet they support cable company and they support all of these other kufar ventures. But when it comes to Islam, something that a Muslim is doing for the pleasure of Allah, for the community, they're not going to support that. That makes them righteous. MashaAllah. So the thing that we're doing is going to be successful by by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one else. But the messenger of Allah did say that if you support your brother, that Allah will support you. They don't love Islam. They don't love their Muslim brothers, so that's why they don't support. That's why we talk about the brothers on the incense and, and the oils and sell the turtles. I had to sell, listen to me. I go out in the summertime and I sell waters for a dollar. And I've been doing it ever since I found out I can make money off of it. I don't care about people say, well, say, how I got this selling waters. I make $150 to $200 a day selling waters. If I can do that every day and make $150, I don't care who say what. Why should I care when I make almost $1,000 a week selling waters? I look at the benefit of it. I don't care about what people think about what I'm doing. That doesn't bother me. It's halal. It's benefiting to the people because it's water. And you make money. All I got to do is just sit here for four hours in 100-degree weather, and I can make $200. Why would I want to do that? Why should I care about what other people are thinking? I had a lot of hard jobs in my I remember I used to work at this job at Hands as a dishwasher in 1994, 1995. And I used to stand on my feet 10 hours a day. And I used to go home at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I didn't get home until about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. I remember. And when I was Muslim, I used to stay up, not go to sleep 4 o'clock in the morning. I used to stay up till 5 and make fudger, then go to sleep. Then it was a Friday. I had to get up 10 o'clock in the afternoon just to go to Juma. And I was extremely tired. My body was sore. And I was only getting $6 an hour. Wallahi al-Bain, $6, $7 an hour. $6 an hour. That's only about $60 a day. So you mean to tell me I don't have to do nothing? I can make $200 a day just by selling waters? And I should care about what other people are thinking? I used to have a security job working 12 hours a day, standing on my feet in one position. Couldn't move, couldn't get on my phone. All I was doing is left to my thoughts. You can't get on the phone, you can't talk to people just standing for 12 hours a day for $10 an hour. And when you go home, your feet is hurting. And Wallahi, there was times that I wanted to quit. Wallahi, I think there was times I wanted to quit. But I thought about my family, I thought about my son. That was my motivation. If I quit this job, I can't feed my son. That was motivation for me. If I quit this job and I can't get married, that was motivation for me. See me to tell me I can stand on this corner and sell waters and make $200 a day and people think that's a joke? They laughing at that? If I thought that I can make money selling incense and oils and selling turtles and I can make that same, I would do that. Why wouldn't I? 
But those are the people who get laughed at. It's a joke that, you know, when you sell the incense and turtle, that's a joke to the Muslim community. Because at one time, in one walk of life, we was people who used to sell our own and support our own. You bought incense from the brother on the corner, not because you liked the incense, because you wanted to support the Muslim because he was doing something positive. Just like when we was little, we bought lemonade from the little boy on the stand selling lemonade because he's doing something nice. I'm supporting the little boy. Buy a cup of lemonade, whether it was good or not, because you wanted to support your own, something that's positive. But at the end of the day, that's not who we are, though. We have lost our morality, lost our sense of direction. We lost what it feels like to be a Muslim, to come home with a decent, hard-earned pay. No, hard work was difficult, but the scholars of Islam said hard work is a, is, a, is a virtue within itself because you might work 10 hours a day and bust your behind, but guess what? You want to live a long life because you are exercising as opposed to the people who are sitting all day at the computer typing keyboards and dying from obesity, dying from heart attacks and, 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 and blood clots because they don't, they just sitting there all day and not circulating the blood in their body. So hard work pays off. But at the end of the day, brothers and sisters, everything is all about perspective. It's all about perspective. I love Allah. I love His Messenger. That's simple. That's my motivation. That's what I love. I love talking about Allah. I love His Messenger. I love hearing the, the series, the stories about the Messenger of Allah. So that's them. I love Muslims. I love being a Muslim. Being a Muslim is the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life. Greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life is being a Muslim. Because I know that even if I go to the hellfire, I will eventually come out because I believe in Allah and His Messenger. And my shahada will be sufficient enough for me to come out of that hellfire. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I believe that Allah got my back. And if I die, Allah will have mercy on me because I try, struggle with sincerity. MashaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may he bless all of the Muslims listening to the Deen of Adunia show, and may he bless all of the Muslims in the grave, and all the Muslims on the earth, and all the Muslims who will stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of us to be sincere. And love one another. Peace be to Allah. Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of us who are single to get married and find our soulmates so that we may live this life in tranquility. Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of the Muslims to support one another in good endeavors and to love one another and to have love for one another. Allahumma ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.